0: I'm Ellen Wanjiro, host of the Ellen the Great podcast. And I had the pleasure of kicking it with an up-and-coming musical group called Kids Not Saints. Now, the reason I wanted to have them on my podcast is because I am a huge fan of their music and just their overall cool vibe. They are making a name for themselves, low-key, and it's just based on the quality of their music, which is pretty impressive. They're 21. They write their own music. They play instruments. They produce. They, uh, they mix. They engineer. They have a strong hold on their creative process, which is no small feat. So without further ado, I introduce to you Kids Not Saints. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey. What's going on? What's How's going, it going on? How's
0: it going? Introduce yourselves really quickly so the world can know who you are, starting with the person holding the mic. Uh,
2: Yeah, I'm Josh. I'm the producer, mix engineer, singer,
3: songwriter, Kids on no Saints.
1: I'm uh, Raf, the cutest dude in the group. I'm Alan,
3: the most smart man in the group. <laughs> hey, that sentence went a little wrong, but here we are, here we are.
0: Talk to me a little bit about who kids are. Yes. Not saints are first of all dope name. You. We can start with Ralph since you're getting the mic passed to you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: How
0: did you guys come up with the name and what did the name Kids Not Saints represent?
1: So the way I came up with the name, I was basically in my room after uh we just had recorded uh this one song and then we I was trying to think of a name and then I was just basically just brainstorming and then kids not saints came up. I was like, oh, my God, that's a fire name. So what it means is that we're all kids at heart. It doesn't matter, like, what you've been through, all the mistakes you've had. Just channel that inner kid in yourself so you can have fun with it. That's basically what the name means. We're kids, but, you know, we don't got to be saints.
0: And so how long have you guys kind of been working together?
1: I think it's almost been a year. It started before last summer where it was uh, covid like where COVID just happened and we're all in quarantine. So we were just basically trying to pass the time. I hit up uh, I hit up Josh first because I really wanted to record this one song. And then we ultimately just ended up hitting up Alan. And then we started recruiting from there. We got Brandon, who's our uh, creative director. And then Mikey, who also helps up with the editing and stuff. So yeah, it's been about a, a year.
0: And how long have you guys known each other?
3: I mean, uh, we've all known each other. I think Rath moved here around 7th, 8th grade. Yeah. Around 7th, wow. 8th grade. So, like, we've been friends for a long time. Like, we've seen each other in school. Like, it's not like we just started hanging out all of a sudden, like, over quarantine. But, like, this Kid's Not Saying Stuff started this summer. But before that, we were recording music to either if, we, if it wasn't all of us together, like, it was two of us together. And, like, we all saw each other making music, and we all knew each other's talent. So, yeah, it's nothing super new. It's m- more like all of us agreeing to take it more seriously together as a group.
0: Within the last year
3: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: okay and so since you guys made that decision to take things more seriously what has transpired
3: uh just more quality out of songs like better quality songs seeing seeing the success in our in our socials seeing people actually liking our songs not like dropping our usual 15 to like 30 second snippets of songs and never finishing them Mm -hmm. more like seeing through the whole project and like seeing what people's reactions are is like pretty cool now seeing that we're actually taking it more seriously than before
0: I mean, looking at your streams on Spotify, it's kind of crazy, right? So Company, one of your singles has 50, almost 59,000 streams. Daydreamer has a little over 400,000 streams. And then Entitled, your third single, which you just dropped, oh, what was that? December 18th already has a little over 26,000 streams. Like, how are you all feeling <laughs> about that? Because that's that's huge.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we released Daydreamer. Like we were just talking about it when uh when we first made the song we were like yo we're, we're we're gonna expect like 20k nothing big and all of a sudden like the next week it was like 100k and we were like confused we're like dang that's crazy you know
0: how long ago did you drop Daydreamer
1: uh, uh, August
0: August of what 2020 yeah yeah and yeah, already yeah. 400 thousand
1: yeah. Like it was, it was like super weird how it went. Cause like, we really did not know what we were doing. We were, we just put it out, honestly. And then, uh,
0: that's insane. I
1: guess some playlists heard of, uh, heard of the song. So yeah. I guess that's how it went. Yeah, We were right. not expecting that though.
0: Right. Of course not. I mean, that's how, that's when it happens when you're least expecting it. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's the message that kids not saints is sharing with the world is carrying? Like, what's the purpose?
1: Yo, what is our purpose, huh?
3: <laughs> I think our purpose is to just have fun with it. Like, yo, just be changing as we keep growing. Like, yo, we don't want them to be ever taken too seriously as, like, people or artists. Like, yo, when we're, uh, if we ever do blow up, hopefully it happens soon. Like, I don't want to be a, a quote unquote celebrity that's, like, disconnected from the world. I want to always be a normal person and, like, right. be seen as a normal person and having, just having fun as much as we can. Like, never that we're disconnected from the world or anything like that so that's kind of my message you know my view on the group
1: because like the thing with music is that a lot of people nowadays are super uh super serious and super business like like bro, chill out so right now our main message is is to have as much fun as we can while making music while doing the things that we love
2: yeah like everybody else said i think for me especially, it's like all, since the beginning, it's been about not taking things too seriously and just making music that we like and uh, not getting caught up in, you know, how many streams do we have? Like, I measured the success of the band personally. I measure it based on whether I, how much I like the songs and how much I connect with it. And then everything else will come and everything else, you know, if you really believe in the song, it it will come in due time. Um, So that's, for me, that's what it is.
0: And Josh, you talked a bit about your role in this group. So has music been something that you were connected to from like an early, early age? Or is this like a newfound thing?
2: No, music for forever. Basically, my mom and my dad have been putting me on a, you know, really great music since I was a kid. And then when I was my dad's always been a producer. So like when I was like nine, I was introduced to like the studio that he had down in the basement. So, ever since then, I've like put so many hours into recording, mixing, all that good stuff, trying to make the best I music know. that I believe in. So, I've always been, you know, I put in, in so much hours work trying to make
1: really good music, you know, honing in on my craft.
0: And and Ralph for you, when when did music, the the love of music start?
1: I mean, it definitely started around like 3rd grade. <laughs> when my dad would wake me up to like the spinners and like hollow notes. And then that that's basically how I uh, got into that whole thing because he was always playing the guitar. He was always playing playing the classics on the guitar. So I, I grew up with that type of music, like that soul and rock kind of. Yeah, no, I picked up the guitar around like seventh grade. And then I started singing those songs and then I found my own style. I think it all started around like third grade because like that's when I started singing. Like I was singing like Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, like I as a young, like a young kid. So that's how that's how it all started. My mom was dancing around like even uh, Barry Manilow. Like that dude was waking me up in the morning. I'm like, what the heck? Who else? Um, Stevie Wonder every morning, every morning. Superstitious was waking me up. That dude was waking me up.
0: I love that you guys are inspired by really, really good music, good art, soulful artists. At that,
3: yeah. Um, for me, how it started, I guess it didn't start off like love for music. It's like I guess it was like me and my brother just having fun. Uh, Sometimes we'd have rap battles, sometimes we'd have dance battles, and then that turned into like oh, once we stopped hanging out, then me and my friends started doing it, and then like after a little bit, some people told me I was I was a little okay at making music or freestyling or whatever. So then we started hitting up Josh, going to the studio, seeing what we can actually do with a recording session. And then it started from there, I guess, like just performing for people, seeing how they'd react and how they like what we do after performing. So,
1: I'll tell you how Josh and I uh, found each other. So there was this like one school concert and I've never, I've never sang in front of a crowd. I went to the concert with my guitar. Like I played a little, like, uh, like one song or like two songs or something. No, it was one. It was, a uh, what was i playing uh, sam smith i know na, 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 na. what is that song? i know i'm not the only one but sam smith i was playing that right Okay. and then after after the the thing i i see a text message he's like yo we should link up sometime this is josh i'm like josh who he's like he's like yeah no i gotta a, I got got ai got a little studio i make music too maybe we should uh collab so i uh I accepted the invite. He took me to his mom's house. And then he started playing guitar and started singing. I was like, yo, this kid is better than me. I'm like, what the heck? There's another kid? From there on, um, we've been making music. We started covering, like, don't, I mean, Bryson Tiller. We started covering uh, Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. all that stuff, since we were, like, freshmen in high school.
0: So do you write, too? He
1: writes- I wrote all the songs so oh, far. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I right now I serve primarily as, like, the main songwriter i guess so like, like the next song i uh we're we're planning on releasing i i wrote as well but um everyone here writes everyone okay. here writes okay. we're we're all pretty good at
0: that gotcha in my and, humble opinion. Uh, i would agree with that humble opinion and so uh alan talk a bit about your role in the group
3: um i write for for myself primarily if every, anybody else needs me to write for them help them out with the song then yeah i'll write for them too but okay. I just try to focus on what I can help most bring to the group. Okay. I write my own verses. I try to add to the songs as best as I can. If it does, if the song doesn't need me, it sounds great without me. I'm not, I'm not the one to stress about it. It's about the bigger project at the end of the day. So if everybody likes it better without me, then I'm not going to be too stressed about it.
0: <laughs> and so, how how would you categorize um, the the group sound? Like what genre?
3: I mean, as so far
0: we're all over the place
3: we're we're all over the place like we've made a couple of songs that sound similar but we're we're aiming on changing our sound and, like kind of showing different parts of us and different sides of like how we grew up like all of us didn't gr- grow up on that music so some some of us might want to make some rap music some of us might want to make some slow R&B so i don't know if you can categorize our sound our sound right now with only 3 songs out but in right. the next coming releases then i guess we'll have a better understanding of what we sound like
0: so speaking of what you guys are currently working on, um, what's a sneak peek in terms of vibe? It's more like a
3: like a daydreamer,
1: I guess. That's more of that. But um, we're trying to like step away from that after this release, cause we we really want to showcase what we could do. Cause like everyone knows we could sing, but like not a lot of people know we could uh, diversify, di- diversify like this whole portfolio. Yeah, but then again, we don't want to uh stray away too far from what we already made. 'Cause that would be a problem. Then we're going too far with the experimentation. We wanna we wanna kinda like, you know, keep it close but introduce people to a new thing.
0: Yeah, but but still stay true to yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, we only got three songs, so
0: Right. And so actually it's a great segue to my next question. In terms of like a legit album, is that something you guys are thinking about? Um and, and how far off into the future is that?
3: Um, as in a legit album, I think, like, during this last six months of us being, like, actually serious about making music, it's been hard to actually get us all together in the same room multiple cool. times, even in, like, a week or something like that, just because COVID, like, at the beginning, when we all decided we we were, like, Josh had to worry about his parents, like, you can't have three people come in your house every day right. without, like, right. talking to your parents about it, but now that it's, like, a year later, we've had some time to digest what's happening in the world, we can plan more and like with more uh, studio sessions it it can, we can have a better project from top to bottom. That sounds like cohesive. So we didn't want to have a project that was like every song is a month apart. We wanted it to sound cohesive and tell a story. Now with uh, all of us being like taking online classes and we can hang out more often, make music more often. I think an album is definitely in the works. I would say so. I mean, I
1: would say an EP first, like an album, probably like, shoot, maybe two years from now. I don't know. But an EP, definitely, uh, I think, this year.
0: Entitled, you know, just dropped um a little less than a month ago. How has that been so far? And I know the last time we spoke, we were talking about visuals. And is that something you guys have started working on?
1: We just started that last night.
2: For Entitled? In, in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it just dropped. We're super pumped about it because it's not necessarily, like, it still follows in the same vein as, like, Daydreamer and company. Like, there is some... Like remnants of a cohesive sound, but it's like also pushing the boundaries of what listeners are used to hearing from us. Like it's like kind of eighties vibe, you know, with a lot of synths and you know, punchy drums and stuff like that. So it's been exciting to take the sound in a new direction, but also like it's it's a little different because you know, Daydreamer right off the bat, it you know gained traction super easily. This one's taken a little bit more time, you know, to get to that level, but uh, you know, s- still super pumped about it. So. We started off in title as it sounded completely different. Like actually that was the first song that we went to studio to record Mm -hmm. and it just it sounded good but it wasn't quite where we wanted it to be. It wasn't pushing the boundaries and so we just one day we were like okay we're gonna record the song and then it ended up taking a, a completely different direction but it sounded really new and like interesting so that's that's why we took that direction and waited on that song because we knew it was a good song but we wanted to get it right before we put it out into the world you know
0: and and how soon until some visuals for for the song come out
2: yes yeah, so that's up to our uh, creative director brandon uh he's constantly coming up he's always working so it's uh it's really up to him yeah
0: nice so i mean in terms of y- your sound it's, it's heavily influenced um with the 80s vibe and i guess that's largely due to uh, your inspiration with music, which you talked a bit about, uh, well, Raf talked about it and so did Alan, but Josh, what sort of music inspired you?
2: So yeah, my music is all over the place. Um, I would say I listen to everything but country, although there's, you know, every once in a while you'll hear country. (laughs) No, but, uh, yeah. So like Frank Ocean, a band called the Strokes, Bee Gees, you know, Chicago, all these classic, you know, Mm -hmm bands that i've just grown up listening to just have i've always like been attracted to like a bunch of different stuff i've never listened to one thing consistently because for (laughs) me that just it gets too boring so
1: josh has introduced me to so much more music that's why my music is all over the place now is because of this dude right here introduced me to the strokes the neighborhood all that stuff so right now i think collectively we all listen to everything
0: so you know, where do you see Kids Not Saints in 10 years? Like, what, what do you
1: a see? A couple of Grammys.
0: A, cu- a couple of Grammys. Okay. I like that.
1: Grammys,
3: uh, I say living comfortably.
1: Living living comfortably. Parents living comfortably, okay. too.
2: For me, personally, I think it's as long as I'm, you know, financially stable and making the music I like, that's that's where I want to be. I, it doesn't matter, you know, how many
1: Grammys we have. We're also going to be broken up.
0: <laughs> in 10 years, Raph? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Stupid, I'm just kidding. But if we if we do break up, it's planned.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. You have some exclusive knowledge. <laughs> R- Ralph has an inside
2: scoop. We, we didn't know about this.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah, Josh didn't know about this.
1: <laughs> Alan started the whole goddamn thing.
0: So are you guys open to playing a little something or sharing a little something? How do you guys feel about that?
1: Yeah, we can play. Yeah, we can play entitled. <laughs> yeah, we can play entitled. I know, I need okay.
2: to look at the lyrics. Just for me. <laughs> Let me set this up. Like you can't fucking man, was a problem.
4: <laughs> you just search for something you can't find without believing on a comic with nobody? you press away from CD your mama you. I you. on your own. Don't be so time, time Thank
3: you, Ellen's podcast.
0: That was awesome. Thanks, guys.
1: You got it. No you got it.
0: All right. So thank you, kids not saints, for talking with me for Ellen the Great podcast. I'm sure Hello. we'll do doing a little bit more of this more often.
1: You got, oh, you got it you got it talk Thank to you, you. soon <laughs> <laughs> hey. we kind
3: of looking
1: clean, right, yeah, we look good we look good yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 <probably just> <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did you just search for something you can't find without believing on a comic with nobody don't feel pressure with I'm no seated on no, your mind like me, I got love and something. You really think you do this on your own Don't be so entitled Entitled You really think you took this on your own Don't be so entitled Entitled
0: Thank you for tuning in to Ellen the Great Podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And for more information and social media links, visit my website at ellenthegreat.com. Till next time.